It's Chuck, I'm from the Rolling Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Rolling, Wisconsin. And, well, I'm going to be reading out of the Life Recovery Bible, NLT, New Living Translation. And this is a uh, excellent way to get uh, to get started in the new uh, in this September. Is to be reading out of Kings, two Kings twenty one. So this Bible is a uh, link between is linked up with uh, with recovery. Obviously, it's called the Life Recovery Bible, and uh, it's linked up with a lot of the twelve the 12 steps they go through in here too and they you know and, and you talk about in the Bible they talk about the you know the, the what God has what God what God has written in here and what he has uh, how he has explained it and then we you know for the for us too is like we go down to the bottom of the page and he has and it's linked up there too it's like what uh when I read it, you'll understand it a lot more. You'll understand the uh, the correlation of it. So this is yeah, this is a New Living Translation, Life Recovery Bible. And it's an excellent book. So so the first. So 2 Kings 21, page 495, starts out with Ammon rules in Judah. Ammon was 22 years old when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem two years. His mother was Meshulmeth, the daughter of Harus from Jaha he did what was evil in the Lord's sight just as just as father just as his father Manasseh had done he followed the example of his father worshiping the the same idols his father had worshipped. He abandoned the Lord, the God of his ancestors, and he refused to follow the Lord's ways. Then Amon's own officials conspired against him assassinated him in his in his palace. But the people of the land killed all those who had conspired against King conspired against King Anton. I'm sorry. Conspired against King Amon and they made his own Hosea Josiah the next king. The rest of the events in Amon's reign and what he did are recorded in the book of history of kings of Judah. 
he was he was he was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah. Then he then his son Uzziah became the next king. So go down to the bottom of the page of this and uh So this is twenty one nineteen through twenty six. Chapter twenty one, scripture nineteen through twenty six. This is at the bottom of the page, and this will link up the uh, the reading we just had with uh, with a twelve steps. King Amon of Judah was a carbon copy of his father Manasseh with one exception Manasseh toward the end of his life repented of his evil ways Amon unlike his father did not humble himself before the Lord. Instead, Amon sinned even more. So this is from 2 Chronicles 33. And, uh, 33 and chapter 33, scripture 23. So God, God has allowed Manasseh abusive oppression to continue for many years. But he did not do the he did not do the same for Amon. God destroyed Amon after only ten two years. Lovingly God would promote not well, lovingly God would promote not one more cycle of recovery in Judah and the relief from Judah's self destructive unbelief and false worship. Josiah, Amon's young son, became the initi- became the in- initiator and primary instrument for the for major the major cycle of recovery among God's people. Twenty-two. This will be from twenty-two eleven through. Uh, so this will be chapter twenty-two. 11 through 23 through 30. And then it would be chapter 23, scripture 30. Just what I'm hearing there is the fact that it's just, you know, you, you, you curse your children when you do stuff wrong and when you don't behave. 
when you don't show them the proper way, all of a sudden they get their chance to uh, their chance to be uh, to be king. And they don't have any good examples to follow. This is what happens. It's the same old, same old. And I think that's what, uh, you know, that's, that's what we all go through. We, have, we all inherit certain positions in our life. And we think that we can just run the show because our dad did well. Or mom had, you know, this it gets down to, it gets down to doing things right and working in a basic, uh, being able to uh, work in a basic environment that's not toxic. But the thing is, when we come into a whole different situation like that, there's expectations from not only the uh, our workers but the outside world too. And there's always a little bit of an eye on that. So, you know, that's why we need to be, we need to be thorough on our fourth step, our fourth and fifth, fourth and fifth step. And realize, you know, and get down to business with the, uh, doing the steps. That's the only thing that's gonna save our butt in a situation like that. Otherwise, it's just gonna be continuously going downhill, that business will in the, uh, the relationship with the, with the, well, the employees and uh, the people that are in the country, people that people that are the people that are in our country and outside our country. So, you know, that's the thing is, is that we have to make sure that you know we're in recovery for the right reasons, not for a bunch of not for a bunch of uh, skittles. <laughs> Gonna say something else, but anyways, you know we have to be able to love. That's the thing too, is that you know, and, and that's what's gonna save. That's what that's what will save us from having that stuff go on. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he re- resigned. I'm sorry, no, he re- he reigned. In Jerusalem, 31 years. His mother was Jedah, the daughter of Adah. So the daughter of Adiah from Basku, from Basketh. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor David. He did not turn away from doing what was right. In the 18th year of his reign, King King Josiah sent Shaphan, son of Azaliah, and grandson of Mesmelam, the court secretary to the temple of the Lord. He told him, go to, go to Hilkiah, the high priest, and have him count the money the gatekeepers have collected from the people of the Lord's temple. 
and trust this money to the men assigned to supervise the temple's restoration. Then they can use it to pay workers to repair the temple Entrust his money to the men assigned to supervise the temple's restoration. Then they can see it to pay workers to repair the temple of the Lord. They will need to hire carpenters, builders, and masons. Also, have them buy the timber. <coughs> and finished stone needed to repair the temple but don't require the construction supervisors to keep account of the money they receive for they are honest and trustworthy men So that's what I that's what I see too is I just there's so much you know it's just like now it's so much deception back then and there's a lot less deception when we just keep our eye on God and, and, and serve our master instead of serving everybody else So I'm going to go down here and I'm going to read the uh, the link between uh, the program and the reading. So it's chapter 22 and it would be uh, chapter 22 1 through 7. Almost 200 years before Josiah, King Joash of Judah had undertaken repairs of the temple in strikingly similar way. Josiah insinuated Josiah's last major recovery before two final Demise. Recovery often has its ups and downs, but the ultimate re- effect needs to tie. I'm sorry, needs to be positive. In Judah, however, the effect was negative. Overall, the great reforms and good good intentions of the new good new good of the few good kings were registered by the activities of the bad ones 
In recovery, we must persevere. We cannot have an occasional victory and then backslide to extended periods as an uncommitted approach to recovery will will ultimately lead to destruction. So Hilika discovers God's law. Hilika, the high priest, said to Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilika gave the scroll to Shaphan, and he read it. Shaphan went to the king and reported, Your officials have turned over the money collected at the temple of the Lord to the workers and supervisors of at the temple. Shaphan, who told the king, Hilika, the priest, has given me a scroll. So Shaphan read it to the king. When the king heard what was, was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest. Ahikon, son of Shapam, Aker, son of son of Micaiah, Shapan the court secretary and Isaiah, the king's personal advisors, go to the temple and speak to the to the Lord for me and for the year for the people and for all the Judah. Inquire about the words written in this scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger and burning against us because because our ancestors have not obeyed the words to this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Akor, Shaphan, and Isaiah went to the new went to the new quarters of Jerusalem to consult with the prophet Hakla Hakla and she was the wife of Shalom, son of Tikba, son of Harhas, the keeper of the temple wardrobe. She said to them, The Lord the God of Israel has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you. This is what the Lord says. I am going to bring disaster on the city and its people. All the words written on the scroll that the king of Judah has read will come true. My people have abandoned me. 
and and offered sacrifices to pagan gods. And I am very angry with them for everything they have done. My My anger will burn against this place. And it will not be not be quenched. But go to the king of Judah, who sent you to seek the Lord, and tell him this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says concerning the message you have just you have just heard. You are sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against this city and its people that the land that the land that this land would be cursed and because and become desolate you have tore your clothing on in despair and wept before me to repentance and I have and I have indeed heard you says the Lord so I will not send you the promised the promised disaster until after you have until after you have died and been burned in peace I'm sorry died and been buried in peace you will not see the disaster I am going to bring on this city. So they took their message back to the king. So this is 22, 8. Chapter 22, scripture 8 through 20. In spite of Josiah's heartfelt reforms in Judah, they would all be serious long-term consequences for the nation's son, for the nation's sin, I'm sorry. But Judah, Judah destruction would be pre, would be postponed significantly because of Josiah's humble faith and and obedience. While it may seem unfair to hold the people, all Judah is responsible for what they didn't know about God, what they didn't know about God's laws, which had been lost, that they, the way it often is in recovery. We may never have read the Bible and acquired the wisdom it contains, but we are still accountable to its truth. God's plan is clearly stated in His Word. All we have to do is read it. God's standards are absolute. There is no excuse for not following His ways. Yeah, it's pretty amazing what we try to get away with. You know, and, and we want to, uh, I'm speaking from my, I'm from, from my uh, heart, too. 
I'm speaking about what I what I've done and what I still do. I love to play stupid. And uh Because I don't know what I don't know what the answer is, so I'll play stupid. The reality is is that you know, it's it's because I am spiritually and I'm, I'm I came in the to the program of Clarkson and I'm a spiritually bankrupt and not even knowing what it was. Can you imagine that? And that's spirituality and religion, I didn't understand that stuff at all. So that's one thing I really like about this book and uh, how it ties everything together and how it, and I can relate to it now because I've been around, I've been in the program for a few years, so that's great. Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shapan, the court secretary, I have found the book of law in the Lord's temple. Then Hilkiah gave the scroll to Shapan and he read it. Shapan went to the king and reported, Your officials have turned over the money collected at the temple of the Lord to the workers and supervisors at the temple. Shapan also told the king, Hikaya, the priest, has given me a scroll. So Shapan read it to the king. When the king heard what was written in the book of the law, he tore his clothes in despair. Then he gave these orders to Hilkiah, the priest, Ahikam, son of Shapan, Aker, the son of Micaiah, Shapan, the court secretary, and and Micaiah, Shapan, Shapan, the court secretary, and Aziai, and Aziai, I, uh, Aziai, uh, uh, <laughs> wow. The king's personal advisor, Aziah, the king's personal advisor, that's a lot easier that way. Go to temple and speak to the Lord for me, and for the people, and for all the, all, for all Judah. Inquire about the words written in the scroll that has been found. For the Lord's great anger is burning against us because our ancestors have not obeyed the words in this scroll. We have not been doing everything it says we must do. So Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, Akor, Shepan, Isaiah went to the New Orleans New Quarter of Jerusalem to consult with the with the prophet Hukta she was the wife of Shalom the son of Tikba son of Haras, keeper of the temple wardrobe. 
She said to them, The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken. Go back and tell the man who sent you. This is what the this is the Lord's way. I am going to bring disaster on this city and and its people. All the words written in these in the scroll that the king of Judah has read will come out will come true. For my people have abandoned me and offered sacrifices to pagan gods, and I am very angry with them for everything they have done. My anger will burn against this place, and it will not be quenched. Go to the kings of Judah who sent you to seek the Lord and tell him, this is what the Lord of God of Israel says concerning the message you have not, the message you have just heard. You were sorry and humbled yourself before the Lord when you heard what I said against the city and its people, that the land would be cursed and become desolate. You tore your clothing in despair and wept before me in repentance. And I have indeed heard you, says the Lord. So I will not send the promised disaster until after you have died and buried in peace and been buried in peace. You will not see the disaster I am going to bring on this city. So they took so they took her message so they took her message back to the king. Chapter 23. Wait. All right, well, let me see. I'm just reading this. Josiah's religious reform. Then the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up to the temple of the Lord with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem along with the priests and the prophets. All the people from the, from the least to the greatest. There the king read to them entire book of covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. The king took his place of all authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all his commandments, laws, and decrees with all his heart and soul. In this way he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll. 
and all the people pledged themselves to the covenant. Then the king instructed Hilkiah, the high priest and the priest of the second second rank, and the temple gatekeepers to remove from the Lord's temple all the articles that were used to worship worship Baal, Asherah, and all the powers of the heavens. The king had all those things burned outside Jerusalem on the on the terraces of the Gilgadon Valley, and he had carried ashes away to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests who had been appointed by the previous kings of Judah where they had offered sacrifices at the pagan shrines throughout throughout Judah and even in the vicinity of Jerusalem. They had also offered sacrifices to Paul and to the and to the and to the sun, the moon, the constellations, and to all the powers on the heavens. The king removed the Ezra pole from I'm sure it's called yeah, it's the Ezra pole from the Lord's temple and took it outside Jerusalem to the Kidron Valley, where he turned it, where he burned it. <laughs> then he ground the ashes of the pole in, in du- to dust and threw the uh, dust over the big graves of the people. He also tore down the living quarters of the male and female shrine. Prostitutes that went uh, inside the temple of the of the Lord, where the women were were coverings for that for the Asherah pole. Josiah brought to Jerusalem all the priests who were living in the other towns of Judah. He also defiled. The pagan shrines where they had offered sacrifices all the way from Geha to, Be- to Beersheba. He destroyed the shrines at the entrance to the gate of Joshua, the governor of Jerusalem. The gate was lo- the gate was located to the left of the city gate as one enters the city. The priests who had served All the pagan shrines were not allowed to serve at the Lord's altar in Jerusalem, but they were allowed to they were allowed to eat unleavened bread with the other priests. Then the king defiled the altar of Tapeth in the valley of the Ben. 
the valley has a Ben Himon. So no one could ever again use it for a sacrifice, a son or daughter, or fire, and a son or daughter in the fire as an offering we Molech. And he offered to Molech. He removed from the entrance of the Lord's temple the home. He removed from the entrance of the Lord's temple the horse statues, statues that the former kings of Judah had dedicated to the to the sun. They were near the quarters of the Nathan Melech, Emuk, an officer of the officer of the court. The king also turned the chariots dedicated to the dedicated to the uh, sun. Josiah tore down the altars that the kings of Judah had built on the palace and and above the upper room of Ahar, Ahaz. The king destroyed the altars that Benazai had built in two courtyards of the Lord's temple. He smashed them to bits, scattered the pieces in the Kindron Valley. The king also discredited the pagan shrines east of Jerusalem in the south of the Mount of In the south in the Mount of Corruption, whose King Solomon of Israel had built shrines for Ash, Ashtonath, the detestable goddess of the Sidonians, and for Shemash, the detestable god of the Moabites. And for Molech, the vile god of the Amorites. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Azra poles. Then he did this desecrated these places by scattering human bones over them. The king also tore down the altar at Bethel, the pagan shrine that Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had made when he caused Israel to sin. He burned down the shrine and ground it to dust. And he burned the Ezra pole. Then Josiah turned around and noticed several tombs in the side of the hill. He ordered that the bones be brought out and be burned. 
and he burned them on the altar at Bethel to desecrate it. This happened just as the Lord had promised through the man of God, when Jerusalem stood beside the altar at the funeral, or at the festival. Wow. Then Josiah turned and looked up at the tomb of the man of God, who had predicted these things. What is that movement over there? Josiah asked. And the people of the town told them it is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and predicted that that very things that you have done to the altar at Bethel. Josiah replied, leave it alone. Don't disturb his bones. So they did not burn his bones or none of the old prophet from the from Samaria. Then Josiah demolished them, not demolished all the buildings at the pagan shrines in towns of Samaria, just as he had done at Bethel. They had been built by various kings of Israel and had made the Lord very angry. He executed the priests of the pagan shrines on that own on their own altars, and he burned human bones on the altars to desecrate desecrate them. Finally, finally, he returned to Jerusalem. thinking over that paragraph and I'm thinking about both the times in my life that I've uh, did not feel did not feel like listening to instruction from people and uh, the anger I felt the rage I felt from them Yeah, they'd probably have been happy if I had done the right thing, you know. But on the other heart, but on the other hand, if I didn't feel their anger, then I wouldn't have had the. Uh, then I would not have had the reasonable uh, response that it takes to have when a situations arise like this again in, my, in our lives. Chapter 22, 8 through 20. Well, actually, I'm going up here. 20, chapter 22, 1 through 7. Almost 200 years before Josiah, King Joash of Judah had undertaken repairs of the temple in a strikingly familiar way. 
Proverbs chapter 12, four, scriptures 4 through 14. Josiah instituted Judah's last major recovery before its final demise. Recovery often has its ups and downs, but the ultimate effect needs to be positive. In Judah, however, the effect was negative. Overall, the great reforms and good intentions of the few good kings were negated by the activities of the bad ones. In recovery, we must persevere. We cannot have an occasional victory and then backslide for the extended periods. An uncommitted approach to to recovery will ultimately lead to destruction. So then, um, that's the way I, uh, you know, that's the way I think about it too. Is you know, like I was just talking about it, it doesn't do any good to uh, to do something right and then turn around and do something wrong. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't work that way. It's not going to work that way. It's not going to work out good for us. That's why we must make a total commitment to do things right in front of the Lord. And uh, no matter what his. Uh, no matter what his what his instructions are, we are fall not to judge. He, Lord, the Lord knows a lot better than I know. I know that much, so I must follow his instruction. What other people do, that's up to them. In spite of Josiah's heartfelt reforms to Judah. There would still be serious long-term consequences for Josiah's humble faith and obedience. While they seem unfair to hold people, people of Judah responsible for what they didn't didn't know about the God's laws, which had been lost. That's the way it often is in recovery. We may never have read the Bible and acquired the wisdom it contains, but we are still accountable to its truth. God's plan is clearly stated in his word. All we have to do is read it. God's standards are absolute. There is no excuse for not following his word, his ways, for not following his ways. Chapter 23. Josiah's religious reforms. 
Then the king summoned all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up to the Lord, to the temple of the Lord, with all the people of Judah and Jerusalem, along with the priests and the prophets, all the people from least to the greatest. There are kings, there are the king that read to them the entire book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. The king took his place of authority beside the pillar and renewed the covenant in the Lord's presence. He pledged to obey the Lord by keeping all his commands, laws, and decrees with all his heart and soul. In this way he continued, in this way he confirmed all the terms of the covenant that were written in the scroll, all the people pledged themselves to this covenant. Then the king instructed Hilkiah the high priest and the priest of the second rank and the temple gateskeepers to remove from the Lord's temple all the articles that were used that were used to worship Baal. Azariah and the powers of the heavens. The king had all these things burned outside Jerusalem on the terraces of the Kidron Valley and he carried the ashes away to Bethel. He did away with the idolatrous priests who had been appointed by the previous kings of Judah, for they had offered sacrifices at the pagan shrines throughout Judah and even in the vicinity of Jerusalem. They had also offered sacrifices to Baal and to the sun, the moon, the constellations, and to all the powers of the heavens. The king removed Asherah pole from the Lord's temple and took it outside Jerusalem to the Kindron Valley, he, when he, where he burned it. Then he ground the ashes from the pole to dust and threw the dust over the graves of the people. He also tore down the living quarters of the of the male and female shrine prostitutes that were inside the temple of the Lord, where the women wore coverings of Asherah full. Josiah, Hosea brought to Jerusalem all the priests who were, ta- who were living in other towns, living in other towns of Judah. He also drilled the pagan shrines where they had offered sacrifices all the way from all the way from Geba to Beersheba, he destroyed the shrines at the entrance of the gate of Joshua, the governor of Jerusalem. This gate was in, was located to the left of the city gate, and 
as one enters the city, the priests who had served at the pagan shrines were not allowed to serve at the Lord's altar in Jerusalem, but they were allowed to eat unleavened bread with their with the other priests. Then the king defiled the altar of Topeth in the valley of the Ben Ben Hinnerums So no one could ever again use it to sacrifice a son or daughter in the fire as an offer of Molech. He removed from the entrance of the Lord's temple the horse statues that the former kings of Judah had dedicated to the to the sun. They were near the quarters of Nathan. Malek, the the e the Unak, an officer of the court. The king also burned the chariots dedicated to the sun. Josiah tore down the altars that the kings of Judah had built on the palace roof above the upper room of the of Abbas. The king destroyed the altars. King destroyed the altars that that Manasseh had built in the two courtyards of the Lord's temple. He smashed them to bits, scattered the pieces in the Kindron Valley. The king also desecrated the pagan shrines out of Jerusalem to the south of the Mount of Corruption, where King Solomon of Israel had built Shrines for Ashtoreth, the detestable goddess of Sidonians, and for Chemosh, the detestable god of the Moabites, and for Molech, the vile god of the Amorites. He smashed the sacred pillars and cut down the Ashcroft poles. Then he des- desecrated these these places by scattering human bones over them. The king also tore down the altar at Bethel, pig pagan shrine that Jerusalem, son of Nebat, had made when he caused Israel to to sin. He burned down the shrine and the ground it to dust. And he turned, and he burned the Asherah pole. Then Josiah turned around and noticed several tombs in the side of the hill. He ordered that the bones be brought out and buried. Buried them on the altar at the at Bethel to de- 
to desecrate it. This happened just as the Lord had promised through the man of God when Jeroboam stood beside the altar at the festival. Then Josiah turned and looked up at the tomb of the man of God who had predicted these things. What is the movement over there, Josiah asked. The people of the town told him it is the tomb of the man of God who came from Judah and who predicted the very things that you have just done to the altar at Bethel. Josiah replied, Leave it alone. Don't. Josiah replied, Leave it alone. Don't disturb his well, his bones. So they did not burn his bones of those four of the old prophet from Samaria. Then Josiah, then Josiah demolished all the other buildings at the strong primes in the towns of Samaria built by the various kings of Israel. And had made the Lord that made the Lord very angry. He executed, he executed the priests of the pagan shrines on their down, I'm saying, I'm sorry, on their own altars, and he burned human bones on the altars to desecrate them. Finally, as he returned to Jerusalem, finally, as he returned to Jerusalem. All right. You know, I know I went through that before I read it one other time. It's just nice to be able to uh, go over this stuff and go to learn it. That's the only way I'm. That's the way I'm learning it, and I hope you guys are too. So, if nobody else has told you they love you today. I do. I say that with the power of.